0: Welcome to the New Books Network.
1: I'm Caleb Zacharin, the assistant editor of the New Books Network, and today I'm speaking with Ben Keene about Rebel Book Club. Rebel Book Club is an online and IRL community that reads one recent nonfiction book a month selected by its members. Ben and the people at Rebel Book Club have created something very special, and I'm very excited today to share their work with New Books Network listeners. Ben, thank you for joining me today.
0: Hey, Caleb. It's great to be
1: here. Thank you. Of course, uh, you, you know before before jumping in to talk about Rebel Book Club, I was wondering if you could just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know where, where you're from, uh, how you got into this this line of work, uh, and and you know what what it's been like running a book club.
0: Yeah, so I'm here in uh, well, not so sunny England, Southwest England, a, a few miles from Stonehenge. So you know the famous stone circle, So you can picture where I am. And of course, that's the place of legendary stories uh, that have passed down through the generations. And um, the work I've always been involved with is trying to figure out how do we make education really engaging and um, useful, right, in life, Um, because we know it's the bedrock for everything. So um, I've been involved with lots of startups, community building projects, and Rebel Book Club was one that came out of... uh, out of sort of a side interest, and has developed into a significant part of of my work and life.
1: And can you tell us a little bit about what Rebel Book Club is? Because it's not just your standard book club where you get together with with a few friends, you know, at a bar. What's 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 that's Rebel Book Club apart and. You know, what makes it unique?
0: Well, hopefully the clue is in the title, right? Uh, Rebel. And, and Rebel Book Club began um, seven and a half years ago um, on Bali Island in Indonesia. And, and we, we were sort of in this moment of kind of living a cliche. For those that have read or watched Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, we weren't the yoga mums, but we were the kind of startup uh, digital nomads in a bamboo co-working space with monkeys swinging through, drinking green juices. And we were out there working on uh, online projects. And um, outside of the the laptops, we talk about what we we're interested in learning. And it's a good space for that. And of course, everyone was sharing the books, so learning on their Kindles. And my friend and I realized that our Kindles, we had a lot of similar books, so a lot of nonfiction, a lot of... Books, uh, biographies, yes, but also books about popular culture, about technology, about science, about um, how history is being reshaped by changes in in the world. Um, but most of them were read between ten and thirty percent. So, in other words, the first third of the book, and no further. And so we were like, "Why is this? Why are we getting stuck on chapter three of these really good nonfiction books?" And of course, the answer was that we were. You know, distracted as as a lot of people are these days by our digital lives, by and in Bali, by the jungle, and all the other exciting things going on there. Um, and the other thing is that nonfiction takes, even if it's good, takes a bit more work than fiction usually, because it's uh, the an argument is being built, right? And they usually set up really well in the introduction, and then you have to do some work. So we were like, we will solve this problem of unfinished. Uh, books on our kindle by getting together and doing something crazy which is forming a book club now of course that's not unique that's been done many times before for hundreds of years but what we wanted to do differently was really focus on um, some accountability so we set a goal end of the month we're going to finish this one book together as a group and then we're going to design a cocktail on the theme of the book so we can look forward to that that's our reward that's our incentive to get together and then the other thing was like we're going to try and Take something from the book that we found useful or interesting and either cement it into our learning or apply it to our work um, or our lives. So rebel is a bit tongue in cheek, but it's kind of we're going to rebel against our distracted, lazy reading selves and try and you know become better habit habitual readers of nonfiction. Um, and secondly, we're going to try and get some quality. So quantity first and then quality from the books themselves. And that was seven and a half years ago. And we've run it every month since then. Can you talk about
1: some of the transformations that happened from seven, seven and a half years ago to today? How does the book club look now compared to what it looked like
0: then? So the cool thing is that um, the, the, the rhythm uh, of the book club hasn't changed. So every month we have a theme. Uh, so we curate this as a little team. Uh, we have a theme, we, we uh, select three non-fiction books um, on that theme. So this month, for example, uh, the theme is uh, ancient wisdom for modern life. So, you know, what wisdom essentially. Um, and we select three books and then we pass those books on to our members. We profile why we've chosen them, why we think they're great. Diverse list in terms of uh, authors and publishers and approaches to this theme, but quality always there. Um, our members vote. And then the, the book that's voted in uh, for those members that on, have the membership, including book vouchers, we send out book vouchers and they can choose, you know, the format they read it in, paperback, audio um, or on, on e-readers. And then uh, and then we set the reading goals through the month. And at the end of the month, we have meetups. So we have meetups in person here in the UK um, and virtual meetups as well, where we try and bring in authors or experts or voices from our community who can help us make sense of what we've been reading. Um, and that's the rhythm that hasn't changed. We're on book number 90. So Breathe by James Nestle, which we're reading this month, is book number 90. Um, and then around that, some of the transformations we've seen is just this idea that every month you're diving into a different theme. So last month was Earth Heroes all around people who are attacking climate change. Um, you know, we've, we've read across themes from every aspect of life, and we try and mix it up between the ones that are inward-looking, kind of introspective, personal development, what we used to call self-help. Um, outward-looking, outrospective, looking at the big issues or stories going on in the world and how books help us make sense of them and we relate to it. And then weird, different, quirky sort of theme every three months that kind of takes us somewhere new. Um, and the transformations are, uh, I guess, in two ways. One is the transformation in terms of people's habits around learning. And we see that that, that's happened regularly throughout the last um, seven and a half years with the thousands of people that have joined. Um, And the other transformations are are really around people, like, you know, everyone gets engaged, makes friends, improves their reading habit, learns more. A few, it becomes a life-changing thing. And that's either because the timing of a certain book or theme hits them really hard. You're like, you know, when someone tells you, you have to read this book or you have to watch this movie. And then you watch it and you're like, yeah that was great but i didn't get the life changing impact and that's because of timing um so sometimes the timing happens where it does change someone's life career they end a relationship they start a new one they cha- you know they change directions <laughs> they change churches whatever it is it's a big a big shift in their life um and then of course it's relationships and communities so we have a lot of people who've made really uh, like meaningful friendships and connections and career partnerships um, and even a few lifelong lovers so um, yeah that's what occasionally a rebel coffee leads to
1: and it it really is this you know this this huge event you have a, a website you you know you have these planned events uh, you know very thought out the structure of it you know like you said um, you know bringing in guests and vouchers like how did, how did it turn into something that you know you could maybe say is you know uh became became sort of professional as opposed to just you know more of a of a, of a casual book club unless uh you know that idea of turning it into something uh you know more concrete was was always at the at the, the beginning
0: yeah i think i think caleb you're right it was always at the beginning so we had when we came back from bali we were back in london and i was like well let's do this again but let's make sure that we really build in some accountability from the start, both for our members who join us, but also for us as the organizers. So we, we how do you do that? Money. So we charged fifteen pounds. It included a, you know, a small book voucher contribution towards the book, and we'd organize the event. And and that model we haven't really changed. Um, and what's great about that is that if you are paying a little bit towards being part of something, you're much more likely to participate. We always know this with events, with content as well. Um, and also from our side, it just meant from day one—not professionals, maybe not the right word—but we wanted to do our best. And the reason why is so many book clubs, because there are literally every month there's, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of book clubs being created within within organizations, within businesses, within institutions, um, within like physical communities. And the reason that most of them don't survive outside of the, the the kind of stereotypical group of old ladies having lunch together once a month or the movie that, you know, the book club, the reason they don't survive is they take organization like creating a podcast or creating any kind of community. You have to have structure and rhythm and, and then you have to bring in skill over time because it's all around excellent curation um, as well as event organization. So yeah, that's the professionalized for professionalizing of rebel book club. But it's also you know it's not a rocket science, it's just about consistency. I think as James Clear, one of our favorite authors, you know, Atomic Habits says consistency is greatness. Um, and so in the world of distraction, if you can become a better reader and consistently we can deliver great events every month, we've had our ups and downs like every little community and and, and startup, but we're we're still here and we're still having a positive impact each month and we're still learning about great things. And um, I'm reading more books than I ever read at college, so that's that's the good thing.
1: How would you uh, describe to someone that hasn't been what the community is like? You know, uh, you said that, you know, it's very clear that it's different than than your standard book club. But but what is uh, the Rebel Book Club community? Uh, you know, what, what is the, the ethos, if there is one that you can sort of drill down on?
0: Yeah, I think the, the ethos is just being open. Um, everyone's there with the intention to improve their reading habit. That's usually the reason they join. But to be honest right behind that is connect with other interesting humans um and and by interesting humans all all we see is and all we mean is literally people who are open to learning um and i think we see so much flash before our eyes um in the modern world in terms of headlines so uh, look this week hurricanes in F- florida like just a, a huge weather event there um you know the, the craziness of what's just happening in russia ukraine Um, We've got a a political and economic meltdown happening here in the UK. And those are just like three or four of the big headlines, even before you get into, you know, celebrities and pop culture and everything else. And then you've got your work. So we've got, we're part of this age of overwhelming distraction. And I think people come to Rebel Book Club just to help like filter some of this out and to make sense of some of it. So we're, we're jumping all over the place into, in terms of our themes. But when, when we dive into Breathwork, for example, this month, we're, Everyone knows that, uh, how we manage our mental health in all the different ways is becoming increasingly important in this world that, you know, I'm just describing. And so here's a tool breath work, which a lot of people are, Hey, I hear, you know, Wim Hof and ice baths and this and that, this is a thing. I know it's a thing, but I haven't figured out or had the time ironically to calm down, breathe and dive into this. So rebel book club will probably explore that at some point where, well, here we are, we're doing it this month. Um, you know, And last week, we had our meetup on Earth Heroes, and we did a climate change quiz. And for some people in the room, they're deep in climate tech and activism, and like it's a big part of their identity and their lives. But for others, they know this stuff matters, but they haven't really had a chance to go into it. So it's carving out a little space for them. Um, so I think that ethos of being willing to explore, to like, here, I'm going to make sense of different parts of this crazy world I live in through Rebel Book Club... And the other thing is just to have fun conversations with people who are, yes, they're like-minded in terms of connections and like wanting to learn, but they are all thinking slightly differently and obviously have a different story like you and I do. Um, And just, you know, when you come to a meetup or a conversation, you've got that, you've got that sort of bedrock of like, a you can skip the small talk, you can just go, right, so what do you think either about the book or what's your, what do you think, what's your, what's on your mind in terms of this theme? And it might not be that everyone has read the book back to back because you can't every month for most people, but they would have dived into a little bit or we share a Ted talk or, you know, listen to this podcast with the author. I hear there's some great podcasts on books around these days. So, um, so yeah, really that's, that <laughs> <laughs> so that's the ethos and, and the demographic I think is, is interesting for us, right? So, we started this as you know, quite quite a sort of narrow uh, traditional niche, two two white, you know, straight guys in a sort of tech startup world, and so you think, oh, it's all going to be the same kind of books. And I guess initially it was the books that we wanted to read, but our community has diversified, thankfully, well beyond us very quickly, and so you know we have these inputs coming from all our different members. We try and represent. Under underrepresented authors, publishers, voices in this publish in this world of nonfiction. And, um, you know, as a result, it takes us in all sorts of different places. And so you end up reading and exploring stuff that is out of your bias, set of biases, um, and the algorithms that feed those biases back to you, right? So your Amazon search might keep recommending books on like how to grow your startup, but actually, have you read this book about this person who went through this whole journey uh, as a refugee that's potentially a much more useful life and workbook for you and a way to empathize about other humans so um so yeah that's what what we're all about
1: yeah i think so you know something that i find really fascinating about the community is how it sort of exists uh, alongside other social medias because you have a website that, that the community members can use can you talk about uh, how your site exists as a, as a sort of maybe social media platform or even the book club in real life and trying to, like you sort of said, get away from some of the more pernicious aspects of social media or lack of connection and community that has been such a problem in the past decade, decade and a half?
0: Yeah, big question. But on, from our experience, we've I think navigating where you host your community online is really hard. Um, you kind of start by going yo we 're a Facebook group. I mean this was us when we started, and then of course, people move and then now everyone 's on our audience is sitting on whatsapp or they may be on other chat groups, and so you then say, well we've built a really great we use Mighty networks as a platform for our conversations or our content online as a private space, but you know it 's accessed by some of our members and it 's useful to some, but the majority will be just part of whatsapp groups whether it 's by theme or by city um, But I would say the the strongest and the deepest uh, connections happen in our community uh, one-to-one or face-to-face. So we organize uh, every week. There's the opportunity to sign up to Rebel Coffee, which is basically we just match. So it's like me and you, we'd get matched based on interest or location or randomness. Um, And then we have a chat and say, what do you think about this? Or what are you reading? Or what are you exploring? And then that develops into other stuff. Um, And so that happens a lot. And I would say that something we try to do, and because I've been involved with lots of sort of online community building over the years, they can get very intense very quickly. And something we've always tried to do with Rebel Book Club is keep it super light. So sometimes it might, like, we send out a weekly newsletter and we share links and stuff, but we don't go all in. Like every day, we're like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And where because we're trying to help people sort of like go, go read and like go and live your life. And when you want to come and explore these questions that we're looking at. We're here. And by the way, we have this event every month that you can join in with. So I think there's something to be said about lightening our, our, our relationship in terms of rhythms on social media. I, I would like to go more extreme. I would almost like Rebel Book Club to be like three weeks silence in terms of communications and one week all in on communication. So it's basically three, 75% of the time we're reading, living our lives, and then for a quarter of the time, for one week a month, we're doing the voting, the discussion, the events, the coffees and so on. But it, of course, that's like, you know, it, practically it's quite hard to figure that out. Um, but there's a cool, like I, I saw the other day, what made me think about it, it was a new dating app called Thursday, which is like, it, it's only on on Thursdays. And I just think we're going to see in communities, especially online, whether book clubs or dating or otherwise, we're going to see more of that. We're going to see like, we, we're only on, we're only happening in this moment or this day or this week. Because being always on just isn't efficient or effective or healthy. Uh, so yeah, we're often encouraging our members to go away and read and come back at the end of the month and hang out.
1: Yeah, I think it's a you know it's a sort of interesting approach. It's almost like you've created, and I'm sure you, you probably think about this in some way, but like you've created a an almost alternative social media space. Uh, and you know, I'm wondering, you know, in the course of of running this book club, there's anything that you feel that you've like learned about how communities operate, uh, because I think that you have this sort of unique perch into seeing, you know, into running a community, into seeing how people interact with each other, seeing what works and what doesn't work. Like I think that, you know, the suggestion that you just made about, you know, being off for three day for three weeks and then being on for one week is not, I think, necessarily the type of Uh, idea that someone who is just setting up a book club would necessarily have. You know, that's an idea that someone would have after seven and a half years of doing it. Yeah, but I'm not not
0: saying that from a point of view of like, I'm tired of uh, being, you know, at the helm of this community. It's more about thinking about our members. Um, But I actually also think the freedom for people to come and and go as they please is what's really important. And we have a flexible membership which allows people to do that um, and they can join in when it fits their diary or fits their interest. And the other thing that's into i guess in answer to the question about communities you've got to figure out like like with everything in life is are you, are you driving uh action and participation through the you know carrot or stick incentive or um discipline like f- fear or hope and, and the answer is that we most of us need both depending on the mindset we're in depending what we need help with so when we're like guys should be on page twenty-five. You should be like this. This is your rhythm. Off you go. Some of our and our our meetup is coming in three weeks. You got to keep going. Some of our members really like that that kind of boot campy approach. Other members, if you if you hassle them with that, they're like, leave me alone. I just want to be inspired by this. Give me tell me why this book is amazing. Why I should put it to the top of my pile. So um so yeah, it's interesting that kind of nav- constant navigation of like what works, what doesn't, for in- incentivizing people to act. I find that community building is at its most effective when it's simple about why you exist. It's very clear. It's, it's very clear about what role the individual is going to be playing in this community. And then remember they're customers as well as community members. So you've got to be clear about that as well. We're providing this service, but you're expected to behave like this. Um, so clarity, simplicity. Um, and then I think there's, Less communication is often more in many of these communities. Um, so, by that, I mean if you can, if you can basically just say, "Hey, the, there aren't twenty-five rules for, for how to behave in this community. The rule is, we're here to like get the most out of nonfiction, help each other, and you know, have fun and learn more from this wildlife that we're riding and connect with each other." I mean, that's that's not a set of rules; it's it's a kind of intention for how we are. As a community, then most people, ninety-nine percent of the people, are on board with that. And when you have a paywall, you know you've got to pay to join this thing. It does filter out difficult people. And we, I would say, the hardest time we've had as a community was um, during COVID. Not because we weren't able to do events online. We were. We're lucky. We're not a travel business, travel community, we're reading community. So we we're able to do that. Um, but we did get more sort of random people joining for random reasons, I guess because they were bored at home and looking for new for new ways, new things to be part of and very quickly, as soon as you get one or two people disrupting or especially online or a WhatsApp group or whatever, you know how they, you know they can have a disproportionate effect on the vibe um, so that was tricky, but then we're just like, just go away if you don't want to be here and they did. <laughs> and then we're good again. And so I often hear from people like oh how do you figure out what the rules are, what the manifesto is what else? I was like just be clear. This is why we exist. This is what's expected. Like if you go into someone's home or you go into the village hall or whatever you behave in a certain way and it's the same. I think the other finally the other th- big thing for us is that we are we do a lot online, we do hybrid events, we stream, we connect with people online, we have message groups, but principally we want to bring uh, good people at Rebel Book Club together in person, whether that's one-to-one with with other members or whether that's in a bigger group, which is why we stay very focused in the UK because that's where our connections are. Um, but then we have uh, you know, a whole bunch of members in the States and other parts of the world. And when they join in conversations, it's fantastic because we get such a different perspective. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we're all about. And um, I, anyone who's starting a community of any kind, I would just say, You know, just be really clear about why you exist, what you want to achieve, and also be transparent like this is going well, and we're trying to figure this out. Um, And remember you have a life outside of it.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free brightside breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead, and after you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. What are you know some of the the events like? Uh, you know, maybe if there's one particular event that you really enjoyed maybe there was an unexpected speaker. Some people had interesting interesting points, interesting conversation. You know, what are the events like? Uh, you know, walk us walk us through that a oh, little. Oh, there's bit. so
0: many. We've done 89 now, so uh, it, it, like months, and some of the months. <laughs> yeah, have yeah it doesn't events. need to
1: be a, a specific one. You could sort of just say no, a couple. No, I will pick gener- yeah. out a
0: couple. Um, so we had. I remember we read Michael Pollan's "How to Change Your Mind." So Michael Pollan wrote the Omnivore's Dilemma, so about the heritage of food, and "How to Change Your Mind" it was about the heritage of psychedelics and and their role in culture and society over the ages, bringing it right up to contemporary times, and his experience of taking guides, go through some poison dart frog uh, guided trip and everything else. And here's a guy, a 65-year-old man who'd never supposedly touched anything like it. So a uh, brilliant book. And uh, we had a great event. And we are talking all about what we learned from it. And then there's like the tech bros talking about microdosing. And there was like the the, the kids that traveled that were talking about ayahuasca ceremonies. And then there was people interested in like healthcare talking about um, psychedelics and treatments and so on. So, And then, the, yeah, really interesting conversation. Then it got to the point of the evening, and we had about 150 people together in London. And we got to the point in the evening where we were sort of saying, right, does anyone here want to share like their own stand-up and share their own experience taking psychedelics? And there was one guy I knew was prepared to do it. So I was like, at least I've got one. And he was called Tom Love, a perfect name. Tom, if you're listening, thank you for doing this. And he stood up and told his story. And then that was it. It was sort of tumbleweed. I was like, oh man, I bet there's so many great stories here. And just, anyway, I pushed it a bit further. Anyone else want to just share safe space? It's all good. Uh, it's not going to ruin your career. And then one other person came and one other person came and like within 10 minutes, suddenly we had like 50 people on, on the stage. And almost like more people were were like, no, I've taken psychedelics. No, I've taken. <laughs> and it was one of those like amazing nights where people just shared loads of um, yeah, personal experiences and, uh, it felt like a mini cultural moment within our community, which was cool. Um, maybe one other example, um, we had, and this was an online event. We had a, um, we read the book called rise up by an artist called stormzy. Who's a, um, grime artist from London, who's, who's. Packed a massive! Yeah, pu-
1: I, I love Stormzy. There you go. You should go and search Stormzy on Spotify or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he's had a huge influence on like uh, UK music culture and beyond in the last five years, and he's he's the role model that so many people, young people, need. And um, anyway, this book is about him and his crew's story from going from like you know spitting their their their, their lyrics and their grime um, on the streets of South London through to like winning major awards within five years. Um, and, and we basically had, we didn't get Stormzy, unfortunately, but we, uh, we had a whole bunch of people who working in that culture as producers, as, as artists, as, um, business people come together for a conversation. And it was so interesting hearing about their different careers and, um, the work they were doing and, and how, like the inside story of how this, this new sort of genre of music has exploded and how powerful it is a moment for so many people. Um, so yeah, that really stood out because it's probably a book that even even if you like the music, you might not have picked up straight away. And um, sometimes the best books, like that the people read and go, "Wow, that was an amazing book," don't necessarily lead to the best conversations or the best meetups because everyone's like, "That was great." Sometimes it's the books that divide people a bit more, or or people re- react to in different ways emotionally um, that drive the most engaging conversations um so yeah that's that's what's and every month is fun because we don't know what's coming next but i always feel really grateful when it comes to like communication around content and like events that we are rebel book club because you see all these people who are running great little startups but they're like they make nut butter or you know (laughs) t-shirts you're like every month we get a whole new topic to discover i guess is what academics have always had right but um So, and we are like designing these, you know, what should we do next month? we could go in all these different directions. So that's the, that's the real buzz of doing it.
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, that the the community aspect of it, you know, really sets, sets the, the book club apart, because I think that, you know, as much, a lot of nonfiction reading that I think people do is a solitary activity. You know, it's, it's their own personal passion or exploration, or if they are, an expert on it it's something that they just share with other experts like i I know you know listeners who are you know if they are a historian of something very very specific you know they they know 19th century canadian history uh you know they can have a great conversation with other people that know that topic uh but outside of that it's hard to to get perspectives or share with people that aren't experts in that field so you, you really get this wide sampling of people
0: that's true, and and but building on that, I would say that you know an example is um, we read the Silk Roads, which is a history book, the Franco book. Yeah, Peter Frankopan. Hey, yeah. Caleb, boom, straight in there, dropping uh, the author's name.
1: All I do all day is look at what books are coming out. So, so um,
0: <laughs> I actually was just chatting with Peter on Twitter about an hour ago because um, uh, the crazy story that's going on in Russia and Putin's just. Announced the annexing of these four regions of and he's doing the social commentary because he's an, an expert on on world recent world history and, and the east and the west and the book the silk roads so when we read that book and i reached out to him i we always reach out to the authors sometimes we get them sometimes we don't but you know we're buying a thousand books a month of theirs so it usually helps uh get their attention even though we're relatively small compared to like you know uh, the oprah's uh, or, or the Rich and judy's in this country of book clubs but he he joined our um, event. He could be there in person, but he was at the UN, so he did a live link up. and And it was such a brilliant way. It was like one of those classes where you just work, "Oh, I feel connected to the to the world." As it, and he was like, "Look, I'm at the UN because of this, this, and this." And so when I was talking about all roads lead to um, uh, to China, to Beijing, um, this is what I mean because of what's going on in here today. And so suddenly, I mean, he's he's a great. I think, tutor at Oxford and so on. But suddenly you're like seeing these dots being joined up in real time. And so then when the news breaks of what we're seeing today with Russia, you, you have a bit more of an understanding of why that is. You're not an expert, but you can kind of join up the dots a bit more because you've read a little bit on that topic. And I think it's, there's a book called Range, which is um, all around uh, you know having a range of skills and interests and talents in life and often that's been said to be not a good thing because you're master of none you know you, you you're a little bit good at everything but master of none and of course that doesn't suit everyone but i'm certainly one of these people that i'm interested in loads of things i love learning about loads of things i love connecting with loads of people and that i find increasingly valuable um and interesting um as i get older and i think that's what we're about at rebel book club
1: uh ben you know my my uh my sort of final question for you uh is you know what what is that what is the plans for the future of the book club you know what books are 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 you planning what's the next book and you know is there anything you know sort of vision you have for for how the the book club is going to expand in the future
0: yeah i mean our our, our vision mission hasn't changed it's to make non-fiction as, as appealing and and as engaging to as many people as possible um i think what we've done has been great it's not hit, hit a huge audience um but we're constantly you know our rhythm is there and we just we just keep doing every month and we bring in new people and it's great um, something we're doing a lot more of now which I'm excited about is starting because we've built these relationships with all these authors nonfiction authors over the years um, especially the sort of fresh new introducing authors that we're excited about um, and we've started to um, almost be a, like an agency for them to book them for for gigs and and you know authors are Hot talent when it comes to speakers these days, if they can deliver as well as speaking as well as they can in the written word, Um, and many of them can, and they're great promoters through their social channels. So we start booking them for events, and we help curate it. So we'll work with a, you know, a a finance organization or a marketing organization or a conference, and say, right, what's the theme? Who are you looking for? So you know, even this summer we did a couple of festivals, and we had, you know, we brought in three great authors on like very different themes and they were just like, bring them in, host them, you know, sometimes run the interviews, organize a different format. So that's where we want to do a lot in the future is Rebel Book Talks and also in-house Rebel Book Clubs for organizations and businesses where they say, look, we're trying to figure out, you know, gender in the workplace, we're trying to figure out net zero, we're trying to figure out productivity, you know, all these big workplace questions. And of course, there's so many great books on all these topics, Um, but the person usually organizing that stuff hasn't got the capacity or the experience to like figure that. So we can come in and do that and, and also kick their butt a little bit to get the learning done. So yeah, hopefully lots of that virtually and in person all over the world. Well, Ben, thank
1: you so much for being a guest on the new books network. Uh, would you mind telling our listeners where they can can find you know either your information or if they're curious about about joining or or just seeing what the book club's all about, where can they where can they reach it?
0: Yeah, easy to find us. Just throw Rebel Book Club at any search engine. Rebelbook.club is our domain. People are welcome to join from all over the world. Um, and if you put in, um, I'm gonna find the voucher so you can put it in the the uh, uh, in your notes, but there's a five pound free book voucher for everyone who's listening to this um, to get you going. Um, and yeah, you're welcome to join us and also recommend books that we always ask everyone who joins, share a book with us. That's had a, a nonfiction book that's had a massive impact on their life. So Caleb, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you what oh. is a nonfiction book that's had a massive impact on your life, which is hard when you read a lot, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I would say the nonfiction book that has had a massive influ- impact on me is the human condition by Hannah Arendt. I love Hannah Rent a lot. That book, I read it in class. I don't necessarily know if that's the type of book that would be a good uh, a book it to read in a month. It. it doesn't
0: matter. It had a big yeah. impact on you. So, but
1: yeah, even, I love H- Hannah Rent. I love reading anything by, by Hannah Rent. So Hannah, you got I'll a shout that. out
0: from Caleb. Uh, we've got a, The other thing I should mention is we're launching finally launching a podcast. People have been asking for years and we're like, no, there's too many book podcasts. And we were trying to find how can we do it in the Rebel Book Club way. And so what we've been doing this year is interviewing some of our favorite authors about the books that change them most as people so yes we talk about their books and their work but we also talk about it's kind of like desert island discs but for non-fiction yeah. so we've we've recorded that first season and the books that changed me by rebel book club is going to be out soon let's yeah that's, that sounds really interesting
1: well ben thank you so much uh have a, have a great uh evening i don't know what time it is for you right now but afternoon
0: <laughs> thanks caleb great to chat